we're just going to get right into it. We're going to have, uh, we have our one and only Nellie speaking today for us. Um, I don't have a limerick. That's Mr. Mark's. I don't know, Mark, do you want to, do you want to read your limerick from, uh, or do you have a new one? Or do you want to read the one that you did before? <laughs> um, she is vegan oh, and never looks smelly. She is very beautiful and probably owns no telly. She's really nice. She never fucking shuts up about James Joyce. She's one of a kind, aren't you, Nelly? There you go, oh, beautiful. <laughs> and you did that from memory. Okay, Nelly, take us, take us away on our journey. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Zanner and Mark and Tusnua and Leitrim and all of my maps of Ireland and uh, the Zoomiverse and um, the fish and everything. Um, so yes, I'm Nellie. I'm an alcoholic. I'm calling from Vermont. Um, and I'm one of these original kind of cosmonauts, I guess, on, um, well, we actually should come up with a better term for who we are and what we do. Um, our tolerance is code, uh, our code is tolerance and love. And I love the word tolerance because it, I, in tolero in Latin just means I won't kill you. But I am uh, really excited to be speaking on my vacation and in February, um, you know, this is the, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to Xanarchy, you know? Um, and I think about this person at an in-person meeting that I went to during this Zoom time who said, I went from uh, pushing a shopping cart to working for NASA. Like, don't settle for sanity. Like sanity is not our birthright. Like we are, uh, we get to have so much more. And I guess um, what I've been thinking about truly is um, what is possible when you get sober. Um, when you get sober, sober, <laughs> Zoomer eggs, I love it. Uh, when you get sober in this age, what is possible? When we, um, well, I, I mean, whenever we get sober. So I was thinking about, you know, titans of industry and innovators, and they didn't even know the world that they were going into before they made that world. And I've been feeling such a kinship with all of us and a newness and a reality that is literally beyond my wildest dreams. I mean, I have said before that deep in the funk and stuckness of my addiction, that's one of the first things I gave up was an ability to dream. I couldn't think of what I wanted or what I liked or what um, I was doing, and I sort of outsourced every feeling I, I could have and every relationship. Um, well, I mean, like, let me take a step back. I was, I, I was doing a bit of a calculation, <laughs> oh, not in my head, but I think that I drank for roughly about uh, 7,872 days. Um, that I spent a pretty long career of being drunk nonstop for about 21 years. And the only way that I would relate to you, the way that you would be my friend, is I was interested in you only if you were wild or bad or dangerous to know or, um, you know, 
not quite mainstream, definitely. Um, hmm, I reveled in how uh, in my self-destructive exceptionalism, my um, complete ego maniacal uh, self-deprecation, right? Like uh, I would be the first to tell you how much I suck, but I also would be so superior to everybody else who also sucks. <laughs> so I wasn't, um, I, we say that we're, uh, uh, that, that we're kind of too much, like that Greek concept of hubris, of just overflowing into everything. And um, I remember just being like asking people, hey, do you drink? And I, I met this, uh, uh, this a friend of mine's wife and she said, I will drink. And I went, that's the right answer, right? Not I do drink, but I will drink. And it's like, come, come along with me. And um, I did this in such a, uh, I had so much permission to drink. Like uh, I allowed myself opportunities to drink and it was sort of socially acceptable. Well, I mean, it was completely socially acceptable. I got to be the life of the party and really rewarded. And um, I could drink like a man and I was really tough and I was a scrapper. And I, I, I in uh, university, I was on the boxing team and the head of the poetry team. I mean, like <laughs> whatever, competitive slam or uh, like, you know, uh, wailing on you. Uh, with with all of the gear on it. And um, it's just, it's really funny to me now how, where my orders of value were. And I, I put myself in lots of unsafe situations and I hurt people without even knowing it, right? Like there would be kindly older, like grandfather figures who would just be like, how can someone so young, drink like somebody who's so sad? How can somebody who is, uh, who seems to be really great, have this hungry hole that is just this vortex that um, I'm pulling into, uh, in, in, um, other people into? And so um, I was not aware, like when somebody told me, in early sobriety, this is gonna be beyond your wildest dreams. I probably like vomited in my mouth. I mean, like this, that was just not where I wanted to be. I couldn't like, like I, um, all of the cheesiness of, uh, of recovery, like was, was not where I, where I felt to be in my, <laughs> in my head. And um, I mean, there, there, there are a couple of really salient moments when two dog Pam, because she didn't, she didn't have uh, a children or a partner, but she had two dogs. So I knew I could trust this woman. So when two dog Pam put her hands on my shoulder and said, you are going to be known as one whelm at a time, Nellie. When I was nervous, Nellie, I had a therapy dog. I wore my anxiety like a fur coat in July. I was just always uh, like, you know, showing you my, um, I am so, I am so effed up. I am so messed. Like I am, I, I, I cannot function. And she put her hands on my shoulders and said, you will be like, you know, I was bawling my eyes out. And she said, you will be known as one well at a time, Nellie. You will radiate calm. 
you will be present. You will, your feet will touch the ground. And um, many people who meet me nowadays reflect that back to me. They're like, when you're speaking to me, I just feel like you're there, <laughs> you're here, you're listening. And um, I didn't have that capacity when I, was, when, when I was drinking. And I didn't even value those finer points. I thought that being nice was a kind of failure of spirit or failure of excitement, <laughs> you know, like maybe a, uh, a non-creative way to be if you were uh, considerate. And I was so freaking turned off and afraid of things like, um, like meditation. I'm like, ah, oh, meditation is for people who want to like oppress women and emotions. And I'm like, you know, I don't know. I had, I had some sort of grand excuse that would make you feel bad about, uh, suggesting it to me. You know, I, I was using the example of Valentine's day. I was like, oh, well, you know, the medieval church would kill women for not being virgins. So like, I can't celebrate, like, why would you give me a rose? Like roses are so passe, I mean, like whatever it is, I would, I would spin some yarn that would just be like, ah, oh, my spirits are crushed. Like, thank you very much. And, 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 and I would be right. So when I think about, um, um, I, I, I think about the, the 21 years where I went through a lot of this legend in my own mind stuff and how, oh, like, um, how I didn't know that there was an alternative. I didn't know what my emotions were. For years of my life, I didn't cry. I was steely and... Um, intellectual and uh, scientific and maybe a bit mean. You know, I, um, I certainly didn't care about being other than mean or considerate. And I, I, I recognize this now when I, when I used to talk to people, I wouldn't let them get a word in. And that's because I was coming from that kind of uh, table talk where everybody's uh, uh, trying to one-up each other and that I was trying to, that, that all of my interchanges were these manic uh, frenzied, ah, let me, let me speak, let me speak, let me, uh, let me, let me slap myself into this conversation. And that when I speak in recovery or I'm listening to someone, I actually have more of that art of conversation I actually do care about what you have to say. And I'll remember your stories and I'll weave your threads into my fabric. And we, we, we joke about the Zoomiverse being these Hollywood squares, but really I think of it as my recovery quilt, that you're really part, like, like I've, I've said so many times, right? Same cloth, different suit. Like you are made of the same fibers and essences as I, and that I look, um, I look out on the the Zoomiversal uh, quilt, and I go, there I am, and there I am, and there, I, you know, and um, it's just a totally different way of um, apprehending my own story. So I was, I was telling a friend about. Um, kind of what it meant to me as the fog was lifting, you know, as, as things started to clear. Uh, this, 
I think that this restored to sanity is really a, an hilarious uh, notion because I don't think I knew what, what sanity was like for goodness sakes like like sanus and like uh, being like all contained and like you know I, I think i would have been bored by the idea i think i would have been like wow like where, where's the party where's the excitement like sanity does not it does not appeal um but i i think wholeness and wellness and being able to and and practice like all of those things they resonate a lot more so i was i was saying how um i would sit in those meetings and just some of the some of the 90 and 90 which in my life was an impossible time i, I lived completely remotely didn't have a car um uh, had a marriage that was breaking up had like all sorts of impediments and somehow was able to make 90 and 90 and maybe even more so and I had many people who were kind and we would carpool and we would laugh and we, <laughs> we would go out to, to, to pubs and drink water and just be like obnoxious. I was telling other friends that like we'd, we'd go out, I'd go out with groups of women and they'd be like, do a burpee, Nelly, <laughs> do it in the pub and just be like, just be the obnoxious drunks that we always were and then make it possible, like relearning, redoing all of these things. So I would look around the table, and I think this is really important because I would look at our faces and just be like, like look for something familiar or something um, the same. And I would see all of your faces as these like holy figures of light being like, oh my God, they are getting sober today. They are, they want what I, what I want, or they have what I want, or they're just actually making this choice. They have a choice to um, live the day successfully or apprehend time in a different way or um, give themselves a break or refigure the narrative or unweave the fabric and stitch it back together or blow up their lives in a different kind of way, just being like, okay, you know, um, here's a concept. You lose everything you've ever owned in three moves, they say. What if you were just willing to move house right now? Like what if being like going through the threshold of the rooms is just being like, I'm, I'm just willing to, 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 to move house. And so I would look at people and I would say, these people are trying something that nobody else in my life has ever tried. And I look at other people, like in my, in, in, in various other communities that I have, like um, people who really care about other people or about the environment or about animals, or I, I, I don't know, who just, who just care. And I go like, yeah, ooh, anything that makes you feel like, oh, well, that's a warm bath. Those are my people. And um, I arrived and I allowed myself to say that, like, hey, you, hey, my people, hey. And like uh, to, to thaw some of those steelier, meaner and um, non-aligned parts of myself. And so I have a very breezy relationship to a lot of it. It might be quite annoying that um, I, whenever someone says to me, 
um, you have to make a decision right now. I go, oh, that means I don't have to make a decision right now. Because <laughs> for some reason, there is a right now in your statement. And that means that I absolutely like reject the right now of it. And I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> or or um, I don't know, I do a lot of things that, that would be annoying to non-magic users. Um, people who, who have programs are like, oh yeah, I get it. And people who don't, maybe they don't. And um, not everybody can get me, except there's also this willingness in me to get you. So there's this new exchange <laughs> there's this new um i mean you could you could call it something cheesy like love but it's more, for me a capacity an openness a willingness that gets me out of stuckness so what is that like what is possible um i never like i put a lot of limits on what i what i felt possibility could be, or I actually would sum it up, or I'd do, yeah, do my little Cornell notes in the summary section would just be like, I've got this. And the more that I hear, and the more that I exchange in the Zoom world, I, um, we've talked about it as getting our PhD in AA, because um, we have a panoply of stories, an embarrassment of riches, uh, the ability to just say, oh, hey, um, I'm look. I, I I have this this question about anything. Let me get a hold of uh, of three drunks, and you can, and it's possible. So remember that we're in the vanguard, that nobody's ever done this before, that nobody's ever gotten sober like we're getting sober, and for me that is an uh, an impetus to lean in and say like, um, I love you. I love life. I choose life today. I choose looking uh, at possibility. And I don't know who that's going to turn me into. We can, like we use the, the, the chrysalis metaphor, right? That, that, that I'm going to be a brand new bug has been a mantra of mine. But a caterpillar doesn't know what a butterfly is. And just to, as my little sister says, vomit your own sleeping bag and then just turn into mush. And that's early sobriety. A, a friend of mine calls it uh, that time between stopping drinking and really grooving with your absolutely like cosmically realized life. That's early sobriety. So many of us might have a timeline that's different about that. But um, we are in the early sobriety of the Zoomiverse. And I cannot believe that I am in Leitrim, Ireland. I can't believe that I am looking out into a, a sea of thoughts and feelings and like love just like mine. So let's see where the day goes and where the conversation goes, but I am um, super grateful to have spoken at, to Snua. Thank you. <laughs>